Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. we did that we felt as though that there was more on that topic we needed to bring out 
dealing with murder because it's going on so much in our community. So with that, how do we stop the killings in our inner cities? This is one of the greatest questions being asked in our communities. Many of many of our political and religious leaders have tried to address this issue and have failed. The rallies and marches continue to be unfruitful. The saddest part is that none of these religious leaders have has attempted to address this issue from a biblical perspective. The Bible has a solution to these serious problems. We welcome you to join us as we examine the scriptures to learn what God says concerning this issue. That is, if you can handle the truth. Yeah, that's right. Um, the religious leaders are not addressing it from a political uh, from a biblical biblical mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a biblical aspect, which the Bible has the answer, and that's what they they need to bring out. But they're not dealing with the Bible. You know, like we had one uh, reverend that we spoke about on that show. I don't remember his name on um, Repentance is a Key, because that's really the, the answer in a nutshell is repentance. Yeah. <laughs> and as we go through the scriptures, you're going to see why we say that. But one of the religious leaders, what his his solution was building more rec centers. Exactly. And um, uh, building a rec center, is that going to solve the problem? And many other people had said things like that, building a rec center mm-hmm. or more basketball courts, midnight basketball. Mm-hmm. Is that going to stop the problem? No, that has absolutely nothing to do with the problem. <laughs> and we're going to look at, let's start with Isaiah. All right. I want, this is one of the scriptures that was pulled out on the show. In case you missed it, that's one of the first scriptures that came out on that show. And I want to bring it out again before we uh, start digging into what the Most High told us. Concerning murder. So Isaiah chapter one. Start at verse two. Excuse me. Isaiah chapter one verse two. Hear, O heavens, give ear, O earth, for the Lord have spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. So the, the first thing we're looking at is that the people that the Most High raised and nourished. There was a people that were in Egypt, that were enslaved in Egypt. He took them out of Egypt out of bondage. And nourished them and raised them up, gave them laws, statutes, and commandments to live by. Mm-hmm. And they rebelled against the Most High. I mean, they turned away from His commandments and went after the lust of their hearts. Now, that's important to understand that because within the answer, you're going to see that that's part of the reason why these things are going on when you examine the commandments of the Most High. All right, read on. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel. Do not know. My people do not consider. And that's another thing. When we brothers out there teaching the people that we are the Israelites and we have to return back to the commandments of the Most High, they don't consider that as being the truth. They don't consider that as being the cure. They don't consider the Most High and returning back to his commandments as having anything to do with solving or being the solution to our problems. Mm-hmm. But... As we do the show, we're going to show you why and how it is the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, it is the answer. And people don't even consider the Most High or consider how would it profit us to follow and keep His commandments. Well, I want to add to that um, because <laughs> how are we going to consider, brother? You know, that's the whole key. How how are we going to consider the Most High God? We have to read this Bible. Mm-hmm. Because this is where his word is This is where his Holy Spirit lies Right here in these scriptures So the only way we're going to consider 
and find out who we are and what the Most High want from us is by reading this word. So building a rec center or or they even have, uh, even with the Pell, with the police athletic league where they got boxing, they got basketball, you know, they got karate, they got soccer, they got all these things set up in the, in, in, in the inner cities like that's really going to do something. But they need to consider this and not consider building a rec center. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're, it's a political thing. It's all about money. It's all about power. And that's what it's all really all about out in the world. They don't really don't really care about the foundation of the problem and try to fix it. All they care about is making money themselves. Exactly. You know? True and also to be put in some kind of political race so they can win either mayor, governor, whatever the case may be. There's some, some kind of power behind it all. Yeah, look what I did. Mm-hmm. So this is Isaiah 1 and 4. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel into anger. They are going away backward. Why should ye be stricken any more? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. Yeah, the whole head is sick. Because when you look at the mindset of a people... Even though we know we use a rap record to start the show, but when you look at the rap records, the rappers, the rap industry, mm -hmm. the things that they glorify and rap about, mm -hmm. it's wickedness. Everything they glorifying and putting up high, bragging about, bragging about being from the worst neighborhood. Why would you brag about being from the worst neighborhood where people are killing one another? That's why the scripture says the whole head is sick. Your way of thinking is just sick. Mm -hmm. You bragging about being a pimp, somebody that woman mm -hmm. that's a womanizer that that take their sisters and sell them and have them sell their body. How can you brag about something like that? How can you look at that as being something good? How can you look at people in your neighborhood killing one another as being something to brag about? I'm from Compton. Mm -hmm. I'm from New York. I'm from this whatever area is the worst area. You want to brag about being that? The whole head is sick. Mm -hmm. Your way of thinking is backwards, man. Your way of dealing, the people's way of dealing with solutions, the, the, people, the people's way of dealing with a problem, dealing with anger, dealing when you have a problem with another brother, it's all twisted. It's a sick way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Because we have turned away from the Most High. Because the Most High showed us how to operate. He showed us how to deal with one another. The scriptures show you how you deal. So you wouldn't have an outrageous murder rate. You wouldn't have no murder rate if you followed the scriptures. Mm -hmm. The answer's in the scriptures. We're going to pull it out. But before we go there, I want to hear one more scripture. Go to um, Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter. Because we read the scripture said that we have turned from the Most High. What, what is one of the things that we were supposed to be doing that the Most High commanded us? Deuteronomy 6, where you want to start? Start at... Um, you saw one. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 1. Now these are the commandments and statutes and judgments which the Lord your God command to teach you, that ye excuse me, that ye might do them in the land whether ye go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son, and thy son's son, all the days of thy life. And that thy days may be prolonged. So not, you're not only supposed to keep it, but you're supposed to your sons and your sons' sons because you're supposed to constantly teach it to your children. Now, why is that so important? All right, read on. 
Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord, the Lord God of thy fathers have promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. See, check that out. So that you may increase mightily, and it may go well with you if we observe to do it. Because what happened? It didn't go well with us because we turned away from it. And the scripture says that when you read um, in the book of Ezekiel, our homeland was known as the bloody city. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we turned away from the commandments and went after our own hearts. To this day, the areas where we're located is known as a blood, could be called a bloody city because that's mm -hmm. what's going on. Detroit, Chicago, um, New Orleans, mm -hmm. all, those spots. All, all these cities where we populated mm -hmm. are bloody cities. Mm -hmm. All right, so, yeah, yeah, read on. Deuteronomy 6, chapter 6, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart, and thou shalt, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. See, we shall teach them diligently unto our children. And shall talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and thou shalt be as frontlets between thy eyes. So it says, shall bind them for a sign upon thy hands, meaning the things we're doing are supposed to be within the commandments of the Most High. We're not supposed to be out there stealing, out there killing, out, out there uh, doing all kind of wickedness with our hands. And the frontlet of, of our eyes mean in our minds, supposed yeah. to be in our minds, man. We're yeah. supposed to meditate on the words of the Most High when when we go out to commit certain actions, make sure we're not doing things which are wicked. Because the commandments of the Most High is all about how we deal with one another in righteousness and in love. Not bearing hatred and uh, and having evil thoughts towards one another. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to teach that to our children, not to deal that way with one another. But we turned away from that. All right, read on. Verse 9, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. So when it talks about write them on the post of your house, that's talking about within your house, just like when it talks about the fault of your eyes and in your hands. And there's another scripture in Romans where it talks about use not your members as instruments of unrighteousness, mm -hmm. but use your members as instruments of righteousness. But when it talks about on the post of your house, it means within your house, you're supposed to be having the laws of the most high operating in your house. You ain't supposed to have it. Uh, uh, wickedness going on within your house or within your gates, meaning within your city. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's all about. So, um, is that it on that? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, let's, uh, so what we're going to do now is we're going to play, uh, a clip, a clip real quick, then we're going to jump into this. Alright, this is, uh, like I said, the, um, topic on, on the kill kind of inspired it. So this is one of the, um, an interview about one, uh, something that happened, a killing that happened out there, a murder that took place out there. This is the story of heaven and hell. Heaven Sutton was a seven-year-old with an infectious smile and an uplifting name, gunned down in her yard by stray bullets in a hyper-violent inner-city Chicago residence increasingly described as hell. It destroyed my life. I don't know where to begin to pick up the pieces. The night that they did it, I was mad as hell. I'm not going to lie. But when I saw their face, it made me sick. I almost threw up. It made me sick because I have an 18-year-old son. I forgive them. 
On Friday, heaven was laid to rest. The latest child of Chicago lost to a torrent of violence that has swept through the black neighborhoods of the Windy City in recent weeks. So far this year, 258 people have been killed on the city streets, 38% more than at the same time last year, most by gunfire in Chicago's poor black neighborhoods. It's angered Chicago politicians. Take your gang conflict away from a seven-year-old. Who raised you? She's just another example of a failed urban policy. Guns and words are coming in, the midland is stopping, and jobs are going out. The shootings are happening in President Barack Obama's hometown, sometimes not far from the Chicago house. Just behind me, this is about as far as you get. He doesn't talk about them. Many don't make the local news. Perhaps that's because on any given day, another killing in Chicago's inner city is considered normal. Among the payday loan shops, boarded up buildings, and liquor stores of Chicago's gritty south and west sides, this is a familiar sound. And the police officer Ron Holt says Chicago and cities like it are experiencing a cultural implosion. We see a lot of male black on male black violence. Most of our young men have resorted to using a firearm to resolve any type of mundane and trivial um, conflict. Combine that with an un. One of the things um, that was said in that, that I like to look at is he said that many of the young black men don't know how to resolve a conflict. They use a gun to resolve any trivial conflict that they have with one another. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it was a seven-year-old girl that ended up getting hit by a stray bullet and getting killed, which had absolutely nothing to do with it. And... um it's just a, it's a sad case that an individual will get angry with another individual, and the way he knows how to deal with his his problem with the individual is to grab a gun and go kill him. And that's the only way they know how to deal with things. They don't know how to deal with anything. And I can't be mad at the mad the statement he made about who raised you because. <laughs> We read the scripture about you're supposed to teach to your sons and your daughters and how to deal with the if if you knew how to you know these parents themselves like this one of the statements we made on that show is that they don't even know how to deal. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know how to deal with a, with a situation. They don't know how to teach their children to deal with with anger and emotions in, in those situations because they're not considering the words of the Most High. I want to I want to give a little balance to it because sometimes even in the scriptures it tell you it tells you that. There are righteous righteous men and women which are fathers and mothers, and sometimes you do have a bad seed, you know, that come up and don't want to follow the Most High God. That could happen to anybody, but, you know, that's bringing that out with a balance. But uh, at the same time, the majority of it is because they don't know God, and they're not being raised by the Scriptures. Yeah. All right, we're going to jump in the Scriptures. Let's go to Matthew's, um, see what the Scriptures say about this. Mm-hmm. Matthew's the fifth chapter. All right, Matthew chapter 5, verse uh, 21. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Matthew chapter 5, verse 21, and it reads, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in, excuse me, be in danger of the judgment. So that's what one of the things we have in, our, in the commandments of the Most High when you look at the book of Exodus, the 20th chapter, 
one of the Ten Commandments is, thou shalt not kill. Mm -hmm. That we are not supposed to kill. And whoever kills, the angel of the judgment. But Christ is bringing an understanding to us. He's going to the root. He's going to bring us to the root of the problem. Exactly. All right, you know? Verse 22. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his, with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. So one of the things we need to look at if you want to talk about stop the killing is we have to look at anger. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we all had times, I know there was times with me when I was very angry at certain individuals and I wanted to do bodily harm. You know, I'm sure everybody been in, in that predicament where they might, they probably in the right circumstance, would have took somebody's life. Mm -hmm. Or we ourselves have done things to individuals that may have caused them to want to take our lives in exactly. times past. Exactly. So that's one of the main things we got to look at and ask ourselves the question, what are some of the things that we do that could uh, cause someone to be angry? What what are some things you could think of, brother, that could cause somebody to be angry or that would cause you to be angry with somebody? Well, we know the world, as we see it now, is killing off people because they're mad that they're making money and they're not making money. That goes into envy. Yep. That's one of the main ones is envy. And then you you got a lot of people out here, um, you might even, uh, they find out that you slept with their girl. Fornication. That's yeah. a new one. Yeah. Fornication. So these are the things that causes people, because we understand a lot of times, a lot of these murders is all about money. Even on the corners of the street, some people are making money. Oh, you taking my deal. You taking, you know, my clientele. So they beefing over the block. They beefing over money. Now it goes into another commandment. Thou shalt not covet. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make, you'll find commandments being broken exactly. behind every murder. And uh, another thing is um, we can look <clears throat> at stealing. Thou shalt not steal. Yeah. Because somebody can steal something from you. And the first thing you want to do is, man, if I catch that person or if I would have seen that person or exactly, if I can get that person, I'm going to do some harm to him. Mm -hmm. So stealing, uh, lies, people lying one another, you know, bear false witness. Mm -hmm. These are all things that connect right back <clears throat> to sin. So if, is, is building a rec center going to stop people from committing fornication? All the, the whole list we just said. A rec center can't do jack to deal with none of those issues. Because the fornication issue, a, a father could be mad when somebody mistreated his daughters, uh -huh. use his daughter as, you know, a, a sex object. It could be a brother mad about how a sister was being used. You know? Mm -hmm. it, it could be a lot of situations that when fornication comes into play, uh, a wife cheating on her husband. We can't start looking at about a marching and having riots about stopping murder when people are still doing things that's causing people to be angry and bear hatred for one another. What we have to look at in order to stop the killing is look at all these things that's causing people to be angry and bear hatred for one another and address those things within ourselves. Yeah, but the way they look at it is real comical. It's a real funny matter. Even though murder isn't a funny matter, but their solution is absolutely foolish and is, it is very comical. Because, in other words, if someone if someone has sex with your wife, or you're out in the world, they call it boyfriend girlfriend. So if someone has sex with your girlfriend, 
what they're going to say, oh, don't get mad. If you were playing basketball, you wouldn't be mad. Like, are you serious? This man just slept with my girl, so let me go grab a ball and just go play basketball. I'll occupy, occupy my time with basketball. Or maybe if he was playing basketball, he wouldn't have slept with my wife. Yeah. I mean, or my girl, or whatever the case may be. Like, are you serious? Like, that is the solution? <laughs> it's real comical when you look at it. It's real. It's like a... It's like these so-called leaders of this world. These are the people that we supposed to look to to help us. And this is your this is your educated answer. Yeah, like this is the solution to the to the issue to the problem at hand. Are you serious? And I'm supposed to vote for you? And I'm supposed to be part of this so-called political race and and, and part of this so-called sane world um, as they as they call sane. And the streets are supposed to be the ones that. Don't have the solution, and we don't have the answer. These people is crazy, man. It's silly. We, you know, it's not that we're making fun of it, but we're trying to show you how pathetic the answers they're giving is. Yeah, man. It's, it's not. It's not a solution. It's not going to stop the things that are happening in people's lives that are causing them to want to hurt one another. It's not. It's not going to have an effect. What we have, to, we know the whole world isn't going to listen to the, to what we're saying. We know the whole world isn't going to take up the scripture. Yeah, but. The answer is the answer. The Most High is giving you the answer, and and it is the answer whether you want to deal with it or not. But what we know, what we can do, since we know the whole world's not going to deal with it, you that are listening, that may have that demon on you, that may want you to hurt somebody, may want you to kill somebody, can listen to these scriptures and apply them in your life, and that can keep you from being the next person that's doing a life bid for murder. Exactly. Or it can keep you from being the person that do something to someone else. That can cause you to be the next murder victim. Exactly. If we can stop one murder, we'll be happy mm-hmm. by applying these scriptures. And if there's a person out there that has the power to get the, the scriptures to out to more people, we we're not looking for no credit for it. This is the words of Christ. You know, this is this is the words of Christ. Give all glory be to the Most High in Christ. If you want to use scriptures to get it out, give it all praises. Get the scriptures out and show the people what they need to do is repent and apply these scriptures and the murder rate will go down. All right, let's let's bring out an example of what we just covered with the first murder. We're gonna go in the apocrypha. So, Wisdom of Solomon, the tenth chapter. I, I want people to really focus on uh, the part um, in Matthew five twenty two where it says, uh, "But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause, because that's the part they gotta really be focused on, because a lot of people." We brought up some reason why some people could be also angry, but I'll let you bring that out, and then I'll go back to this on being angry with people without a cause, because some people, that's going into the envy thing anyway. Yeah, we, we're going to touch that. Oh, okay, okay. That's, that's all coming out. All right. Uh-huh. Let's go to a wisdom of Solomon. All right. If individuals out there don't have their pocket, but we're also going to hear the scripture in the, in the regular Bible with it, in the book of John. But I want to hear wisdom of Solomon because of uh, some of the words that's used in the scripture. Wisdom of Solomon, the 10th chapter. We started, started verse 1. The point is down in 3, but I want to start at 1. Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 10, verse 1. She preserved the first form father of the world that was created alone and brought him out of his of his fall. The wisdom, <clears throat> the, when it says she, it's talking about wisdom. The wisdom is the words of the Most High. It brought Adam out of his fall because Adam fell, 
but it brought him out as far as meaning that Adam was able to repent and recover himself. Even though death still came upon man, but he was able to get back in the Father's good grace. All right, Rian? And gave him power to rule all things. So wisdom gave him the power to rule all things. But when the unrighteous went away from her in his anger. So the unrighteous is talking about Cain. Cain went away from the words of God. Mm -hmm. In his anger, he became angry. And this anger right here that Cain had is, is goes right along with what we read in Matthew 5.21. Because he was mad with it. Let me correct myself. Matthew 5.22. Because Cain was mad with his brother without a cause. He was angry with his brother for no reason. Exactly. So this goes right along with it. So read that again. Verse 3. But when, excuse me, but when the unrighteous went away from her in his anger, he perished also in the fury wherewith he murdered his brother. So he went away from the words of God in his <coughs> anger. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our people are doing, matter of fact, they're not even dealing with the words of God, so they don't even know how to deal with anger. Because the word of God that we're going to read is going to show you how you, how we're supposed to deal with anger. We're not supposed to go into our anger and 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 uh, with rage and act in violence with our anger. We're going to cover that. But before we go into that, let's go to First John, the, th the, um, the third chapter. First John chapter three. Start at verse eleven. Then. First John chapter 3, verse 11. And it reads, For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Yeah, because that's what the commandments, as we read on, mm -hmm. we hope people get that answer. That message is that we're supposed to be dealing with one another with love. And that's what the, the words of the Most High, which he gave us, is dealing with. That we were supposed to teach our kids and teach our children and teach our children's children. Mm -hmm. But the scriptures in Isaiah said we turned away from the Most High and went into our own lusts. Mm -hmm. So we were supposed to, to deal with each other in love. All right, you know? Not as Cain, who was that wicked one. Not of Cain, who was of that wicked one. Who's the wicked one? Satan. Mm -hmm. He went away from the words of God and dealt with Satan. And that's what we have going on right now in our cities. Our sons and daughters... Brothers and sisters have decided to turn away from the Most High and become sons and daughters of Satan. Mm -hmm. All right, you know, and slew his brother, and where and wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. See, and that that's what you was bringing out that envy, mm -hmm. that envy, and that's that's one of the another one of the main reasons why people are killing one another. Mm -hmm. Envy. He was he hated his brother without a cause. Because just because the brother um, Abel was righteous, does that give him a reason to be angry? None at all. Not according to God, not according to His law, statutes. If anything, that's a righteous thing and a good thing to rejoice about, not to be angry about. Mm -hmm. But so that's hating your brother without a cause. Exactly. And that's something that when we read stuff like that, that's something we need to check within ourselves. Exactly. It's a message to everybody. That's why when we cover the topic of murder, people out there marching and everything, but look, you got to look in your look at the man in the mirror. Exactly. Before you go out there marching, because are you out there committing fornication? Are you having envy towards other people? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really a topic where everybody needs to look in the mirror. Because the solution is within yourself. Exactly. 
Let me pull out a scripture real quick before, sure, sure, sure. You, before we move on. Let's go to St. John's chapter 8 real quick. I'm going to pull out the scripture right here. St. John's. St. John's chapter 8. It's just going to, basically going to say the same thing, but I like the way this is worded and how it really brings out Satan. All right. St. John chapter 8, and we're going to read verse 4. 8 and 4? Yeah. I mean, excuse me, 8 and 44. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> 8 and 44. St. John 8.44 yeah. ye, are, ye are of your father the devil And the lust of your father you will do Yeah stop there So it's letting us know right here The scripture is telling us That ye are of your father the devil And the lust of your father ye will do Read on He was a murderer from the beginning And abode not in the truth Now stop there Who is he talking about here He was a murderer from the beginning And abode not in the truth it's talking right back to Cain again. Exactly. The situation that took place, the first murder that's documented in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Cain killed Abel because of jealousy, like you said. And he abode not in truth, meaning he didn't remain in the words of God. Exactly. So now he has a lust of his father in him. But who is Cain's father? The Satan. devil. Satan. Satan. Yeah. So it's saying that he was, it says, in the lust of your father ye will do. So the lust that was inside of him. Came from his father, and what was that lust? Murder. Murder, which was envy. anger. Yeah, murder, envy, uh-huh. anger, hatred. All that. All that is of Satan. That's right. So once, so it's letting you know that this brother was possessed. Okay, Satan came into his mind and let anger take over his mind, and the truth wasn't in him no longer. Why? Let's read on. Read the whole thing from the beginning again. Verse 44. Ye are of your father the devil, mm-hmm. and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. Because there's no what in him? There's no Holy Spirit in him. There's no word of truth in him. There's no understanding. There's no commandments or laws in him that thou shalt not murder. Scriptures say don't have no malice or, 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 no, or no evil or no hatred in your heart. That's what the scriptures tell us to have. Mm-hmm. So there was no truth in him when he was rolling in that spirit, when he had those thoughts in his head. Exactly. Read on. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Yeah, because it ain't of the truth. So if it ain't of the truth, brother, it's a lie. So if the thought come in his mind that he's angry and he's jealous and he's envy, and now he says, I want to pick up, I don't know, this knife or I want to pick up this gun and I want to kill you, that's a lie. Why is it a lie? Because it's not of the truth, because now you're following Satan and his commandments and his laws. You no longer follow the Most High, so now you you in the spirit of lies. You're not in the spirit of truth no more. Now you are possessed. Now you have Satan controlling your mind and your destiny. And this is what Adam, not Adam, excuse me, but this is what Cain did to Abel. And this is what we need to now control in ourselves because what? Just like you played that tape earlier about people killing one another in, in Chicago, and now an innocent bystander gets killed. Why? Because the spirit in his mind was what? He was possessed. Now Satan entered his mind, and the lust of his father he would do. Mm-hmm. So Satan has all these people captivated by anger, pulling out their weapons and just pulling the trigger. They're just trigger, trigger happy right now. And don't care who they kill. Like it's, like it's, I don't know, like it's the next hot thing out. It's sad. Like they got nine lives or something. Like they playing a, 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 a game and, and they got a lot of free men and they can just keep playing and playing and playing. This is somebody life we talking about. But go ahead. 
Oh no, you can stop there. You can stop there. Okay. Right, let's read one more verse in um first John. Yeah, first John chapter three. Let's go to uh I'll read verse twelve again. And to and keep going down, because we can keep going down. No, just jump to fifteen when you get it. Oh, okay. Read twelve, then jump to fifteen. All right, first John three and twelve. Not ask Cain who was that wicked one and slew his brother, and where and wherefore slew he him, because his his own works were evil and his brother's righteous, showing you that a straight up jealousy. Yeah. Now I'm gonna jump down to verse uh, fifteen. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer have eternal life abideth in him. So that's another thing is that hatred. Mm-hmm. So Christ just showed us, look, man, that hatred, you already a murder. Because that hatred leads to murder. Exactly. And we're not supposed to have hatred within our hearts for one another. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have out there. There's a lot of hatred going on. Dudes walk around, mm-hmm. you can read hatred all in their grill. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, a lot of them act like it's uh, having hatred is a cool thing. It makes you a, a cool person. You know, and that that's that that's all all that is dealing of Satan. All that is of Satan and it's not of the Holy Spirit, it's not of God, it's not of righteousness. Let's jump. Let's go to um go to Proverbs twenty seven then. Proverbs chapter twenty seven. And start at verse four. Proverbs chapter twenty seven, verse four, and it reads Wrath is cr- excuse me, wrath is cruel. And anger is outrageous. But who is able to stand before envy? So check that out. Wrath is cruel. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people operate off of wrath when they're angry. And you know if you operate when you're angry, you can really do some damage to somebody. That's why the scriptures tell us not to deal with anger. Mm-hmm. You know, cool, Let yourself cool off if you get angry. You know, wrath is cruel. And anger is outrageous. <laughs> but who is, a, who is able to abide? Who is able to stand before envy? Mm-hmm. Because envy, that's going into that jealousy. People get jealous of somebody, and they really do something wicked to them because of jealousy. Yeah, jealousy. We just talked about with Cain and Abel. He jealous because Cain gave an offering to God, and God was well pleased. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, he feel as though that, you know what I mean, that, you know, what's wrong with my sacrifice? Yeah. I gave my sacrifice to you, Father, but that's not the sacrifice I wanted. That's not the sacrifice I told you to give me. You understand? Yeah, because he wasn't willing to submit himself to the will of God. He he wanted to go into his own mind and do things his way. And that's what's wrong with a lot of people. They want to do things their way, and they don't want to submit themselves mm-hmm. to the will of the Most High. So now jealousy sets in, and now you murder your brother? Verse 5. Open rebuke is better than secret love. See, open rebuke is better than secret love, meaning that if somebody do something wrong to you... I love this scripture, man. Go ahead. Going to them and telling them what they did mm-hmm. in the right spirit, not yelling and, and acting like a fool. Exactly. But going to your, to your brother and talking to your brother and telling them what he did to offend you is better than pretending, than somebody that pretend they love you and really have hatred in their heart for you. So it's better to, to deal with somebody honestly. Because that's, that's another way a lot of times people come, come to that spirit of hatred and, and murder is they have they have a, uh, a, a issue with somebody, but they don't say nothing. They might, you know, give them five, hug them. Yo, what's going on, brother? Hug you, hug you and everything. Mm-hmm. But yet, they got a problem with you. you so the scriptures are showing us that open rebuke is better than secret love. 
You got something to say? Yeah, because there's, there's a flip side to that too. Um, because we, you could go correct someone, and they get angry with you. Sure, indeed. And that becomes anger. And 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 that's the part that people got to understand. Um, we're not supposed to roll. Let me pull out something real quick, brother. Because this 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 topic right here is a, is an important topic because all of us fell into this angry spirit before. Yeah. You know, you'll be telling a lie if you never walked around angry before. You'll be telling a lie if something didn't piss you off and get you mad. But what did God say about these things? Go to Pro. We're gonna stay in Proverbs for a minute, and I'm gonna give it back to you. Go to Proverbs chapter 14, and let's read this real quick. We always use this dealing with this topic. Um, Proverbs fourteen twenty nine. Read that for me. Proverbs fourteen twenty nine. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding. Stop there. So we're supposed to be slow to wrath, right? Mm-hmm. That's someone with great understanding. But you have a lot of people getting mad off the rip. You could open rebuke. You just finished saying, brother, right? Now what if? We go to a brother or a sister. It could be your wife. It could be your husband, whatever. And they get mad soon you tell them what it is that they're doing wrong to help correct them, to repent. And they get angry with you. Yeah. But this scripture right here says, he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding. You shouldn't get mad so quick. You should find out what it is that this brother or sister is trying to inform you of so you can come up out of that what? That mindset of Satan. Yeah. Because that's what it's all about. That anger could escalate to murder. It, that easy. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Read that one more time. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding. Mm-hmm. But he that is hasty of spirit exalt folly. Now check that out. There's so many simple, and you know, we can simplify it by saying foolish, stupid. Yeah. You see, you're so quick to jump, so quick to get angry and mad. The Most High said you in a foolish spirit. Exactly. We ain't supposed to deal with it like that. Yeah. So this is something that not only that, you know, we're out here trying to tell other people, even myself, I got to keep myself in check and remember this scripture. This is how we become men and, and women, okay, according to the Bible. Because acting opposite of that, you're foolish and you become a child. This is this is really when you look at this. This is something that we're supposed to be learning in, mm-hmm. in uh, elementary school. Mm-hmm. This is something you're supposed to learn real at a real young age because it shows you how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Most High has shown us that if somebody tells you that you do you did something wrong, you're not supposed to get upset. You're supposed to sit back and examine yourself. Exactly. And if you did something wrong, you're supposed to acknowledge it. Now, if somebody misinterpret what you did, you're supposed to go ahead and explain to them that, nah, this is not what I was, brother. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we're supposed to operate. Being that you pulled that, I want to get a quick scripture on that. Yeah. Um, go to Ecclesiastes and the Apocrypha. Chapter 20. Ecclesiastes and the Apocrypha, chapter 20. I was going to pull this a little later, but now we're on this. I'm going I'm to hit it right now. All right. So Ecclesiasticus in the Apocrypha, chapter 20, verse 1. Mm-hmm. There is a reproof that is not comely. Again, some man holdeth his tongue 
And he is wise. So there's a reproof, man. You can rebuke somebody, mm -hmm. but it's not right. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you can't rebuke somebody for every every reason. That's why I said some men hold his tongue and it's not wise. And it's wise because sometimes, you you know. You got to wait for the right moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you got to wait for the right moment. Sometimes it's, it's not really an issue. You got to examine every situation. Mm -hmm. See if it's something that you're supposed to deal with. Right, you know? Verse 2, it is much better to reprove than to be angry secretly. So it's much better to reprove, to tell somebody they did wrong, yeah. than to be angry secretly. Because you're upset with this individual, and, you, and you're not saying nothing. You're not saying nothing. Like you said earlier, I'm going to shake your hand, or I'm going to hug you, I'm going to kiss you, you know, all that. And, but inwardly, I ain't right, because I, I got some kind of, I feel some kind of way towards you. Yeah, in, in, inwardly, I'm pissed off about yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. And that's how people get anger, anger get out of control. Because mm -hmm. now they did something else, now all of a sudden you're flipping out. Exactly. Because you let stuff build up mm -hmm. instead of dealing with it when you were supposed to deal with it. Exactly. Right, you know? I'm going to read verse 2 again. It is much better to reprove than to be angry secretly. And he that confesses, confesses his fault shall be preserved from hurt. See, that's what I'm part of life. He that uh, confesses his fault. I mean, if I did wrong, I got to admit I did wrong and apologize. Exactly. I got to admit. Exactly. Are you mad enough to admit when you're wrong, or are you just gonna get upset and start yelling and screaming because somebody showed you that you did wrong? <laughs> That's dealing like a little child. Mm -hmm. All right, you know. How good is it when thou art reproved to show repentance? For so shalt thou escape willful sin. How good is it when somebody told you you did wrong to show that you're sorry? Mm-hmm. Because so you shall escape uh, willful sin, meaning you ain't going to be doing the same thing over and over again. All right, we're going to take a quick uh, break now, brothers and sisters, and we'll be back with this topic. We're going to play another video when we come back uh, on the senseless, kill senseless killing, and then we're going to continue to show how we need to deal as a people to resolve our issues without getting a gun. We'll be back. Body of Christ Church welcome you to listen to our show, Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor, airing every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. In these difficult times, we often look to spiritual leaders for guidance and instruction in our lives. As Christians, followers of Christ, should these leaders speak from their mind or from what is written based on the Word of God? This show will examine things said by men and women claiming to be God's ministers to reveal whether or not they are speaking God's word and doing his will. 1 Peter 4 verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, 
Let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. We hope you tune in and listen to our show. Thank you.
to set an example. Say you're not living sober in my sample. Not just a brag at the most, but to inform from the living in the calm before the storm. I'm in a rage. Oh, yeah? Your wife, Big G. Of the racist. They say we act like rats in a cage. I tried to argue, but check it. Every night we lose, we prove the stuff is right. All right, shalom everybody. Outside the name of Christ, bless you. Thank you again for tuning in. All right, that was a clip by uh, West Coast rappers about the killing when they're out there doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> right along. If we got another clip, we want to play about the murder up in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all continue. Things going on. New Orleans is one of the safest cities in America. If you're just talking about violent crime, we're number seven. It's the rate. Uh, and we, we're in a much safer place than most major American cities. The one area where we are really uh, doing very, very poorly, and we have been for the last 20 years, is the murder rate. We're twice as high, we're ten times as high as the national average. I've spoken to this issue many, many times. Uh, I've called it unnatural. I've called it unnecessary. We really, as a community, have to focus on how to do this because this is not something that more police officers on the street alone will stop or a district attorney that's more aggressive or a court system. This is a cultural uh, issue in the city of New Orleans. We have developed a culture of violence here where young men who know each other uh, are resolving their petty differences through the barrel of a gun. Um, And it's resulting in the death of too many young men. And we have to address the issue in a holistic, very specific and aggressive way. We've tried to start doing that. Uh, Hopefully we'll see some progress because it's a very um, stubborn number that has been happening in New Orleans for a very, very long period of time. Uh, and we've got to just address it like I think that we are. So that's why we've doubled the funding at NARD. We started working really, really hard on blight. We've created Save Our Sons. We've really helped reorganize the criminal justice system. And we're going to throw everything uh, at it. But again, I would ask the citizens of New Orleans to come together as one city. Don't let yourself get divided by race or geography or passion or prejudice and really get focused in on this particular issue because I think it has a lot to do with whether the city, you know, will ever become as great as I think it should get become. All right, so the funny thing, and I'm not to say funny, but the the thing about that, you notice um, the same thing that the other uh, police officer in the other video said, they both made the same comment and, you know, uh, us that live in the inner city can see the uh, the evidence of this thing is that many young men, even old men, but mostly young men in this in this case, uh, are resolving their their problems with one another with a gun, with violence. And like we were saying earlier in the show, is that the the scriptures that we read in, which shows us how to deal with issues when we have uh, disagreements with one another should be should, is something that we're supposed to learn at a very young age. But that's not happening. Why it's not happening? Because our adults, our parents, mm-hmm. are not teaching it to their children like the scriptures commanded. You know, at the beginning of the show, we read Deuteronomy 6 chapter where we was commanded to teach these things to our children, to our children's children. So they're not understanding on, they have no understanding on how to deal when they have a disagreement. Mm-hmm. They have no understanding on how to deal with anger. They have no understanding on how to deal with hatred. And until you can start teaching the youth on how to deal with these things, you're not going to be able to stop what's going on. Mm-hmm. And basically until you can 
teach the population to repent and follow the Most High in Christ, you're not going to stop the killing because those that is the key to stop the killing. Like we said earlier in the show, if you was listening or if you tune in late, mm-hmm. as long as we have fornication going on, as long as we have people coveting, as long as we have people stealing, we have people lying, we have all these things going on, we have envy. We always are going to have murder because those things, murder and sin go hand in hand. Because why? Sin is of the devil, and so is murder. And before you committed murder, you already had a thought in your mind already of hatred in your heart exactly. or jealousy or whatever whatever is triggering you to murder someone. You had a thought in your mind first where Satan entered your mind already. Could I pull off something real quick? Most definitely. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Um, Ephesians chapter 4. And I want to read verse uh, verse 30. Oh, you had it over there? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go into that. <laughs> yeah. Let me pull this out real quick. Um, um, and, I, and then I want to jump up to verse uh, verse 26. You got that written down too over there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Yeah. Right. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. Start at verse 30, though. Yeah, I want to bring this point out since you said that. Ephesians 4 and 30. Mm-hmm. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Stop there for a minute. So grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit is what? The understanding of the Most High God. It's His Spirit. It's His knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the truth, what we read earlier, mm-hmm. and how Cain didn't abide in truth. Mm-hmm. So it's the spirit of the most high God on how we're supposed to roll. We should not commit murder, fornication, stealing, killing, because that's going to grieve the Holy Spirit. Exactly. So read that one more time. We've seen an example of that when we read the story of Cain. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, mm-hmm. whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Okay. But all bitterness and wrath and anger and um, calamity. Mm-hmm. And evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Stop there for a minute. Now, bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking, right? These things will grieve the Holy Spirit, brother. Mm-hmm. So if those out here are screaming that they got the Holy Spirit on them or, or you know, they fi- they're followers of Christ, are we supposed to roll in that spirit of bitterness? No, absolutely not. Are we supposed to roll in the spirit of wrath and anger and clamor? So no. clamor is going to cl- yelling, yelling screaming, and, and being angry at people. Yeah. And talking with anger. Yeah. All right. This is the what the world's doing down the street, brother. So those that claim to be followers of Christ, should we operate this way? So if I have a relationship with my wife, you have a relationship with your wife, she might have an issue with you or vice versa. Are we still supposed to operate in what we just read with, with with this clamor, yelling and screaming with wrath and anger? We're letting Satan in if we do. Because it could escalate to now putting hands on one another. Exactly, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So this is something that I got to remind myself of. Because even back in my past, I was quick to jump all the time. So there's thoughts in my mind where I got to try to catch myself on a regular. So now this is something that we read and we understand that it's going to grieve the Holy Spirit. But the people out on the street don't know this scripture. But the Bible's telling us these words that are being written are for those that are reading the scripture. Because them brothers out and sisters out there ain't reading them. Mm-hmm. 
So who's this word for? It's for the individuals that are supposed to be in the body of Christ. Because why? Because we need to check ourselves. So the pastors and all these churches are supposed to be reading this to their congregation. Exactly. They're supposed to be teaching them this, not teaching them, yo, this is how you make money and pay your bills and mm-hmm. how you become rich. Mm-hmm. But how do you deal with anger? Uh, let me pay my tithes. That'll deal with my anger. Is that going to deal with your anger, brother? No, it's not. Is speaking in tongues going to deal with your anger, brother? No. No, but you have to read the scriptures to teach you how to deal with anger and deal with that for real. You can't just say, I could throw up a couple prayers and and all of a sudden I'm covered through the blood or whatever. No, you got to deal with your issue, look in the mirror and deal with your issue at hand. Mm -hmm. You want to deal with that now? Yeah, we can go. All right. I see caller. Um, we have a question. Lord's well. Um, <laughs> lately we ain't been getting some good questions. But anyway, uh, area code four four three six eight two. If you have any questions or comments. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of both. But uh, it's like, yeah, for, uh, my first time listening, first time calling, and uh, it's from what I got from the past like five ten minutes. I believe like. It's like you're telling people that they don't understand the Bible, and then that's why they're doing wrong because of the Bible, but they need to go back to the Bible. So wouldn't the Bible be the initial issue that we need to be corrected with? Like we shouldn't be uh, constructed, I mean, constricted by the standards that are in the Bible to our way of living. Like uh, if you talk to any child they're not going if you bring some bible stuff to them they're not going to relate to that but if you bring a more human aspect to it they will more likely relate to that than to some higher being that's frankly not proven or something that you have to believe in or something that's a leap of faith rather than based in reality can i I ask you a question brother yes sir all right if i teach my child what we're going over right now about wrath and anger and I teach about my wrath child, and anger or wrath and anger. We're talk we're talking about wrath and anger. Okay. Will it will it according to God, we just read that you should not go into anger. It says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and all and excuse me, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Okay. Is, now is what I'm saying is that something is that something bad to teach your children? Is that something that's not realistic to teach that to your children? Yeah. I'm saying that's something rational to teach your children not to react with anger or wrath or any type of malice. That's something that you teach to your kids. But that doesn't have to be based in the Bible. So if you teach that from the Bible, you have to teach everything from the Bible. You can't selective read the Bible and just put that insertion of the Bible because that's you're, you're downplaying the Bible. If you're going to teach something from the Bible, teach everything from the Bible. If you think that's a holy word, teach everything from that. Don't just pick and choose what you think is right. Because what you think is right is more likely rational than as per the Bible. Hey, brother, we everything you're saying, you said this is your first time tuning in? Yeah. Okay. We we would, we would like for you to tune in. We have shows on, on, on every day, matter of fact, during the week. Um, but if you want to tune in, have you been on the site yet, um, the BOCC.com? Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm more than, I mean, you know, I'm a first-time caller. I'm listen, I'm willing to listen to what you guys advocate because I'm not a religious person, and I think religion hinders us. It, okay. it stops us from progressing. Okay. Hey, br- hey, brother, we would like for you, because we want to deal with the topic at hand, we would like for you 
to keep tuning in because we teach everything according to the Bible. You you said we need to teach everything. If we're going to teach the Bible, then teach out of the Bible, teach everything out of the Bible. That's exactly what we do. I mean, but there are things in the Bible that are highly questionable. There's so much violence and God being vain as shit. And it's like five of the Ten Commandments are about him. All right. Uh, hey, brother, if you don't mind, we want to continue with the topic, but you're more than welcome to um, to listen in. And uh, we'll take down your number and probably give you a call if you don't mind and talk to you about other discussions. But we have different topics. We have different topics that we talk about. But right now we're talking about murder and wrath. And according to the Bible, this is why the world is the way it is today, brother, because they're not being taught what we're teaching now today. And uh, and the Bible is is the book we use. We uh we're supposed to teach that to our children as the Most High God commanded us. And we believe in God. We believe in the Bible. And um, we disagree with your point of view about how uh, God is vain and things of that nature. Um, I think you really uh, seriously lack understanding on the, on the scriptures. And I don't know, you may not believe in the Bible. But Lord's will, continue to listen and and, and research. But uh, let's deal with the topic at hand. Um, we was dealing with uh, Ephesians 4. I just want to go up to the scripture real quick before we move on. Um Ephesians 4 and what? Read, read 31 and 32, and then we're going to jump up to 26, and I'm going to give it back to you. Ephesians 4 and 31. Mm-hmm. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and calamity mm-hmm. and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Read. I want to hit the malice too, man. Malice okay. is having that uh, that hatred we talk about, having that evil evil thoughts on somebody mm-hmm. and bearing that hatred on somebody. The Most High has shown us how we're supposed to conduct ourselves. How we supposed to deal and how we supposed to deal with our children? Men, see, that's the thing, man. Men think they wise and they got a better way of doing things. Nah, you, we, we are looking at the results of men doing things their way. Mm-hmm. And as long as men keep thinking they smart and you know put the Bible down, you know we got we got the right. The the murder rate is gonna keep climbing. Exactly. We have to turn back to God. We have to turn back to the Most High. And turn to him. He's our redeemer. He's our savior. He's our leader. He's our king. And we're not. We're not. We're not going to turn away from Christ. We're going to follow Christ. And and he's our. He's he's the one that's going to save us out of our situation. Exactly. Nobody else. Read verse thirty-two. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake. Has forgiven you. Yeah, and that's the kind of spirit we're supposed to roll in. Mm-hmm. We have to be tender-hearted. Being tender-hearted is being considerate in so many levels, and being understanding, and being there for one another. Well, and th- but God, yeah, that thing about forgiving one another is real big too. Because I'm gonna read that again, verse mm-hmm. 30, 32, right? It says, "And be ye kind, be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, mm-hmm. forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake." Has forgiven you. Exactly. That, that's a major thing there because we all looking for forgiveness from the Heavenly Father in Christ. Mm-hmm. Every one of us. Mm-hmm. So the question is, why you now you tell me you can't forgive one another? <laughs> you can't forgive a man, a man that's just like you, yeah. that make mistakes just like you. You can't forgive him for things that he may have done against you, but yet you want God to forgive you 
for all the hundreds and thousands of things you did you done against him. Exactly. Does no, that make any sense? Absolutely no sense, man. See, that's that's the thing about man. Man is full of pride. They're selfish. Selfish and inconsiderate, man. Exactly. You know, and that's the spirit of Satan. You see, let's jump up to this. I'm, I'm gonna give it back to you. Go, go to Ephesians. I mean, we're in Ephesians four, but go to verse twenty-six. All right, verse twenty-six. Yeah. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. All right. So it says, "Be ye angry." So can we be angry? Yeah. Of course, because there's gonna be times where you're gonna be upset. You're gonna be angry. Okay, that's normal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but it goes on to say, "And sin not." We just finished reading a little while ago how how Cain was angry. He was jealous. He was upset. He was angry. But he went off by what? By sinning, right? Because mm-hmm. he, was, he was angry without a cause in the first place. He was angry for no reason. Just because just his brother did good, he was angry. So he fell right into sin anyway with that thought. But what about other people that's out here that's angry? Somebody gets them upset. Someone offends them. The scriptures tell us, matter of fact, read verse 27. Read 26 and 27 together. Be angry and uh-huh. sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Yeah, because what's happening is, like you said a little while ago about forgiving one another, if I offend you, brother, are you supposed to hold it in? Absolutely not. So you're supposed to address that to me. So it's saying, be angry, but sin not, but let not the sun go down on your wrath, because you're supposed to deal with that situation. You're letting many moons go by, and you haven't dealt with the situation. Now you're giving place, where verse 27 said, now to give place to the devil, because now you're giving place to the devil, because now you're letting those thoughts arise in your mind. And what if you thought that I offended you, and really, I really didn't? Because we didn't even get a chance to talk about it. Exactly. So this is why it's important to stay in the spirit of the Most High so we can understand the Bible and how to deal with situations we're dealing with being offended by one another. Mm-hmm. That's important. And that's a lot of that anger is going to go away. But if you're not dealing with it according to the scriptures and you're letting these days keep continuing to go by, now you're building up anger and grudging and hatred for no reason when you could just deal with the situation at hand. But a lot of people don't have patience, brother, to want to deal with it. A lot of people don't feel like talking it out. A lot of people don't want feel like being quiet while you speak. You understand? Yeah. So they don't even want to deal with it. Oh, no, I don't even want to deal with it because I don't know he's going to say this or he's going to say that or she's going to say this and she's going to say that. You don't want to deal with it. You want to sweep it underneath the rug like it don't happen. Meanwhile, you're holding a grudge and anger within yourself, which is not the spirit of the Most High God. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's go back to uh, Proverbs. We're going to deal with what you just said a lot more. Okay. Because that's one of the key things is people don't know how to deal when uh, when they become offended. Mm-hmm. Proverbs what? Where we left off, 27 and 3, 6, and 7. All right. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. See, faithful are the wounds of a friend mean that a yeah. friend, when he tells you that you did something wrong. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It may hurt you, mm-hmm. but it's, it's bringing that relationship that y'all have closer, <laughs> and it's building you up to being a better person because now you know the things that you're doing that's offending not only him, but offending other people. Let me say this real quick. Is that, you know the saying that they say the truth hurts? Yeah. 
And, and what's the name of our show? Can you handle the truth? Can you handle the truth? And that's what a friend's supposed to do. Tell you the truth, but can you handle the truth? Exactly. A lot of people can. Mm-mm. A lot of people can. And that that's all part of a uh, rope. We have to, you know, examine ourselves mm-hmm. and deal with situations, man. If we're wrong, we have to be able to acknowledge that we're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that's 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 manning up. Exactly. You got to really be able to man up to do that. There's <laughs> a lot of people who go right into their emotions and go right into anger. Yeah. And that's what the Most High is teaching us, man. The Most High is showing us how we how we have to deal with ourselves. Proverbs twenty-seven and six: Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. The kisses of an enemy, because the enemy ain't gonna tell you offend they, you offended them. No. They're just gonna hold it in and look for the right opportunity. Yep. To get you back. To get you back. <laughs> Have you done? The full soul loafeth and honeycomb. But to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. Uh, that's right. Uh, drop that. Let's go to Leviticus. Let's go to the law on that. Oh, okay, okay. Go to Leviticus. Yeah, go to Leviticus uh, 19. 19. Oh. All right. Because the, the scriptures tells us the Most High commanded us. It's not an option. It's a commandment that if somebody offend you, you're supposed to deal with it. Um, Leviticus 19 and 18. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. So check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says, matter of fact, start at 17. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, Leviticus 19, verse 17. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy heart. See, thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy heart. Mm-hmm. That's a commandment. Exactly. It's not a request. You are commanded not to hate your brother in your heart. Mm-hmm. Meaning in your mind, you hate him. You behold, you got a grudge on him. You're waiting for a chance to get him. Mm-hmm. You don't like him. That's an evil spirit, man. That's an evil vibration that we're not supposed to have on us because that's of Satan. Exactly. We're supposed to deal with it and get that malice out of us. Like the scriptures of Brother Red in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. We're not supposed to have no malice or hatred within ourselves mm-hmm. for one another. It's it's a poison of Satan. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and and not suffer sin upon him. See, thou shalt in any wise rebuke <laughs> thy neighbor. I mean, you're supposed to go to your brother, Come on, man. talk to him mm-hmm. about what it is that offended you. Is that not written in the scriptures, brother? It's a commandment. But... It's a commandment that we're supposed to teach our children. Well, you don't put the Bible down. You don't have to deal with the Bible. We've got to deal with real life issues. What are you talking about real life issues? The Bible is real, real life, life issues. issues. That's where the spirit of eternal life comes from. The reason why even highlighting this moment about um, and not suffer sin upon him because if you really love someone, you're not going to let them to continue sinning. Mm-hmm. That means I love you. You understand? Let's read, let's read verse 17 again. Leviticus 19:17. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy heart. So if you look at a coin and look at the head part, now let's flip over the tail part, right? Thou shalt not hate the, um, thy brother in thy heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor. And not suffer sin upon him. Now, on the flip side of that coin means you're supposed to love him, right? Mm-hmm. So that means I'm not going to suffer 
um, sin upon you. That means if I catch you committing fornication, if I catch you stealing the killing, if I catch you having an anger spirit on you or a wrathful spirit on you, I'm going to check you. I'm going to step to you and say, excuse me, sister, or excuse me, brother. You know what I mean? You, you need to talk to that brother or sister and stop talking to him behind his back. Or you need to go address that because I see you upset, but you ain't saying nothing. You hold, you're going to be holding a grudge. you feeling this this kind of way, that kind of way. You need to go talk to that brother and fix the issue. Exactly. That means I love you by telling you that. Yeah. Doesn't mean, you know what I mean, that um I want to be in your business. It doesn't mean that I want to irritate you or, or get you upset. No. I love you. And God told me to operate this way. Exactly. exactly. That's all I want to bring oh, up. Also, you don't want to... um. The person did something to offend you. Now you going into the spirit of bearing a grudge. Mm-hmm. You go in the spirit of, of of having hatred for him. So what what are you doing now? Now you having sin on you. Yeah. You holding on to sin. Exactly. <laughs> let's let's go to the scripture. Let's go to um. Mm-hmm. Let me see what I said. Uh, about a modest friend. That's um. Oh, Ecclesiasticus. Yeah. Okay. In the park for chapter nineteen, I believe. Is either 19 or 21? Yeah, yeah, 1913. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ecclesiastes and the Apocrypha, uh, chapter 19. Yeah, and let's deal with this. And start at 13. I'm going to start at verse 13. Amonish a friend, it may be he hath not done it, and if he have done it, that he do it no more. So amonish a friend means mm-hmm. it's the same thing we, t- we talked about in Leviticus 19.17. Thou shalt not bear a grudge against thy brother. Thou shalt not bear hatred. Oh, he said, Thou shalt not bear hatred for thy brother, but thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing a minus a friend is talking about. I'll read. Leviticus, I'll read. I'll read. I got okay. Okay. Leviticus 19:17. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor. And not suffer sin upon him. Rebuke him is the same thing as admonish him. You go and you tell him what he did that was wrong. Admonish a friend. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go admonish him, what you heard may be wrong. It may be he has not done it. So how many people hear something, run with anger, yep, yep, yep. and go kill somebody? Yeah. Or go hurt somebody? Or go curse them out. Son, you start cursing them out first. Without even talking to the person and find out, is it true? Exactly. And then if, if it is true, mm-hmm. what the scriptures say? That they do it no more. That you talk to them yeah. about just don't what do they it no did more. was wrong. Yeah, do me a favor. Just don't do it no more, please. What's so wrong with dealing in that spirit? Why do you got to run and get a gun? Why do you got to smack me? Why do you got to punch me? Why do we got to argue? But this is the thing that we... I speak for myself that I got to make sure I stay in that same spirit too because mm-hmm. you can get caught up in the hype real quick. Exactly. Real quick. Let's read that again. Yep. A minus a friend, it may be he have not done it. And if he have done it, that he do it no more. A minus thy friend, it may be he have not said it. And if he has, that he speak it not again. It may be he didn't say it. And yeah. if he did say it, oh brother, don't do that no more. Exactly. A minus a friend, for many times it is a slander. And believe not every tale. Check that out. <laughs> Many times it's a slander. Many times it's a straight up lie. Why? Because you have envy out there. Yeah. You got jealousy and envy and mm-hmm. hatred for no reason. So people out there telling lies, slandering one another, 
And what people are doing, just running with it. And, and I want to give you an example of this, because this happened to me, brother, when I was like 16, 17 years old. This happened to me. I hung, I was hanging out with a, with, with a couple of friends that I thought was my friends. You understand? And slander got to one of them about some girl of theirs when I was out in the world. And it was a lie. And what happened? He shakes my hand, and with the other hand, he punches me. And then his other boy jumps me. And I'm fighting these dudes over slander. So now i got to protect myself, and I'm fighting back. And we're reading this right now. And he never came and spoke to you. Never spoke to me about it. All he said is, yo, I heard, bow, and just hit me. And you see. And didn't even give me a chance to even speak. And if the dead could speak, they'll tell you many stories of people that are dead right now because of that. Exactly. Many people are dead right now because of that. Because people <laughs> do not know how to deal with situations. And then we have beef after that. So then now. I'm in the spirit of what we're talking about today. Now I go get my boys. Now I go and jump them back. Now I see another one of them. Now I fight them head up. You understand what I'm saying? And the beef just continues. And then, luckily, they didn't go to no guns or nothing. It was just straight up fighting. You know understand what I'm saying? But this is something. But nowadays, it wouldn't be no Nah, fun. it would have been straight up, I got to take you out. You know what I'm saying? If we didn't have the scriptures, that's the spirit they're rolling in today. You want to finish this out, right? Or are you Let's done go to 17. there? We'll go down, down to 17. Yeah, it's important. All right, Ecclesiastes chapter 19, verse 16. There is one that slippeth in his speech, but not from his heart. And who is he that hath not offended with his tongue? That's, that's important to understand because as many times we find ourselves running our mouths mm-hmm. and we slip and say something that we probably shouldn't have said. Yeah, we made a mistake. We didn't mean to say that. And that's what the scripture is showing us. There's, there are times when people slip and say things that they probably shouldn't say, but they didn't do it from their heart. They didn't really mean to Mm-mm. offend you. They didn't really mean to slander you, your name. Yeah, they didn't mean it. I made a mistake. And the scriptures also tell us that who hasn't done it? You trying to act like you never done it, and you finding me guilty? And you can't understand? That I didn't mean it? I'm sorry. I really didn't mean it. It slipped out. It didn't. It didn't come from my heart. Like, I really didn't mean that. But you don't understand? Because what are you saying? You never done that before? Mm-hmm. But you just want to kill. You want to hate. You want to get a gun. You want to stab. You want to bear grudge. Come on, people. Like we said, we have to teach these things to our children. But we know, like the call of that call, a lot of people don't want to do that. But those of you that see the wisdom in the word of the Most High, we mm-hmm. have to apply it. Mm-hmm. We have to repent and apply the words of the Most High, and our lives will be will be changed. Mm-hmm. Because, hey, it wasn't for the scriptures, I could be caught up in murder. Or I could be caught up in being a victim of murder because I don't know how to operate. Exactly. Or my son, thank God, I learned this and I can teach it to my children, my sons and my daughters. And hopefully they'll apply it mm-hmm. and they won't be caught up in murder. Exactly. And that's that's what we all have to do. All right, let's continue. Uh, was that uh, verse seventeen? Yeah. Admonish thy neighbor before thou threaten him, and and not being angry, give place to the law of the Most High. And that's the law. That's the commandments. Mm-hmm. Admonish thy friend, and not being angry. Don't just run off of anger and threaten him or her. 
without even even giving them a chance. Yeah, which leads into hatred and mm-hmm. all other type of madness. Mm-hmm. Let's go to uh, the book of Psalms. Let's go to Psalms uh, 103. Psalms 103. Okay, we might have to continue with this next week. You think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to continue with this next week. It's a very important, important topic. We're going to deal... We're probably going to deal with more of the... Um, the gangs. The gangs and, and, and the violence. Um, the extreme violence with the gangs and stuff like that. Okay. Psalms 103 and verse 8. 8 down to 10. All right. Psalms 103 and 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. So, see, the Most High, who is the judge and and is the wisest of all wisdom, is the Most High. Most High is wisdom. Mm-hmm. He's slow to anger, and he tells us that we need to be slow to anger and full of mercy. Shouldn't we be like him? That's the ultimate goal, is to be like him. But a lot of people hold on, and they become bitter for many years. Because they don't know how to deal with their anger. They don't know how to deal with their emotions. And you wonder why you can't find a man. You, you understand? And, and, and same thing with men. They, they're always angry and putting their hands on their women. Why? Because they never were taught how to deal with how to deal with being scorned or bittered or, or someone cheating on you or how to deal in a relationship. They don't know how to do that. They don't know how to have mercy in, in, in crisis, you know, in a time of crisis in your family. You know, they don't know how to have it. So the first thing they do is jump into their emotions and follow Satan. Exactly. Yep. All right, Verse nine. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He have not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. So when we look at something like that, the most high hasn't dealt with us according to our sins, but mm-hmm. yet we want to deal with brothers and sisters <laughs> according to theirs. According to what they've done mm-hmm. and hold grudges. Forever. You know, it's it's a sad thing. And the Most High had done wickedness against nobody. Exactly. And we done wickedness against a lot of people. But yet we can't forgive our brother <laughs> for things that they may do in ignorance. Let's jump on that. Let's go jump from there. Go to Proverbs 19 and 11. Okay. Pro- 19 and Proverbs chapter 19 verse 11. The discretion of a man. Deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. See, the discretion of a man means somebody that looks at things and examines things mm-hmm. before they just jump off and act like a mad fool mm-hmm. with anger and rage is going to be all right. They're going to examine the situation and 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 react mm-hmm. in a wise way. Discretion going into wisdom. Yep. Yeah. They're going to use wisdom. They're going to mm-hmm. examine things according to the commandments of the Most High. Mm-hmm. And they're going to deal with it properly. They're going to go talk to person, to somebody. They're not going to bear anger and bear hatred and envy and all that garbage. That's of Satan. And he's going to pass over a transgression. He's going to pass over a transgression mm-hmm. exactly. like the Most High do. Exactly. He's going to be forgiving. Exactly. That's the point. Yeah. All right. So we're running out of time, and so we're going to continue this next week. Uh, we thank you for tuning in, and wanna, the key to this thing is repentance. Yeah, I want to add to that too. Um, repentance is the key, <laughs> without a doubt, Abaja. Repentance <laughs> is the key. Nah, but um, I just want to I want to give a, I just want to give a shout out to PME Whammy for always looking out up there on the chat room. Um, you know, taking you know taking her time writing those scriptures out there, and everyone else that's in the chat room. Um, you know, helping us out with other individuals that come up there. I want to give a shout out to all y'all. 
Thank you for everybody that's tuning in, all the listeners, all the callers. Lord's will, you'll tune in for all our episodes. Check the chat room and um and, and may the most high in Christ um bless you and your family. Yeah, may the most high in Christ bless you and increase the fruits of your righteousness. And we say shalom. Shalom. If you would like to contact us or learn more about the Body of Christ Church, you may do so by calling, emailing, or by visiting our website. Our telephone number is one eight seven seven eight seven one one seven one two. Our email address is bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Ureach is the letter U, followed by the word reach. So that's bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Our website, thebocc.com, contains our telephone number and email address, as well as audio and video biblical lessons and other information geared toward edification in repentance and good works. Again, our website address is the DOCC.com, so please feel free to connect with us today. Geico presents Sharing versus Oversharing. Earlier this week, Claire Tippins shared a princess nickname generator, three pictures of her dog wearing a tutu, and two online quizzes, including what candy is your dream castle made of? Claire, your sharing has tipped the sugar scale and turned into oversharing. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.